Our reading today is taken from the letter to the Hebrews, chapter 11, verses 1 to 3 and 8 to 28. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command, so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations whose architect and builder is God. And by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful, who had made the promise. And so from this one man, and he as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as sand on the seashore. All these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on earth. People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. If they had been thinking of the country they had left, they would have had the opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. By faith, Abraham, when, test when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had embraced the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son, even though God had said to him, It is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Abraham reasoned that God could re even raise the dead, and so, in a manner of speaking, he did receive Isaac back from death. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau in regard to the future. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and worshipped as he leaned on the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when his end was near, spoke about the exodus of the Israelites from Egypt and gave instructions concerning the burial of his bones. By faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born, because they saw he was no ordinary child, but they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated, along with the people of God, rather than enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt, because he was looking ahead to his reward. By faith he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who is invisible. By faith he kept the Passover and the application of blood, so that the destroyer of the firstborn would not, be, would not touch the firstborn of Israel. Did you hear the news? Our Aussies won the first Ashes Test of this year's series by 251 runs. The man of the match was Steve Smith, who blasted centuries in both innings. One of the headlines from the test was an incredible one, with Steve Smith, bat-raised, saying redemption. The amazing thing about this headline was that it was written 15 months ago. Declan Byrne predicted that Steve Smith's redemption after the sandpaper scandal would come at Edgbaston 
over a year before it happened. This man's faith in the skipper was so deep that he predicted the place, the date, and the circumstances of Smith's redemption, even if Smith did score two centuries rather than one. I don't bet, but I do wonder if Declan took a punt on the game. Faith is something that we often struggle to quantify or define, but when it pays off, it makes headlines. Today, we're going to look at one of the most famous parts of the Bible, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, which says, Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Faith is at the heart of Christianity, but faith is a part of all our lives. We all have faith in something or someone. When we put our faith in the wrong place, things can go pear-shaped very quickly. But when we put our faith in the right place, the headlines are out of this world. Today we'll look at the Bible's Hall of Faith, we'll see the heart of faith is living for a better country, and we'll look at how being part of Team Jesus is a particular type of faith. And if you hadn't figured it out yet, this series comes with a disclaimer that sporting analogies will be used liberally for the next four weeks. After giving this amazing definition of what faith is, Hebrews launches into a list of people that had faith. It's the Hall of Faith. Now, the author of Hebrews didn't put their name on the book or let us know who they wrote it for. The reason why it's called Hebrews is because it seems to have been written to Jewish people who were worried that they were letting the team down. By joining Team Jesus, they were worried that they might have wandered away from the roots of their faith and lost touch with their ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Our chapter starts off by affirming that the faith these people had in the promises of God is the same faith Jesus had. It also affirms what science is telling us today in verse 3. By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command, so that what is seen was not made out of what is visible. By this it means that, we can, that what we can see, the matter of the universe, was once unseen. In 2013, physicists confirmed the existence of the Higgs boson particle, which helps give mass to all other matter in the universe. Many worldviews at the time this was written believed that matter had always existed, but the Hebrews believed that the creation we see now hasn't always been here. This idea set the Jewish people apart in that they believed that God created matter. <coughs> other people worshipped creation, birds, plants, trees, and gods and goddesses, which were all locked within the created order. But Hebrews believe that true worship, true faith, belonged only to the Creator. They believe that this Creator not only made stuff, but that He also communicates with people. This God is a personal God. This God spoke to their hero Abraham and promised him three things, land, family, and blessings. Look at me at verse 8. By faith Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. The next hero of faith is Sarah, Abraham's wife, who had this promised baby. The next two heroes, in verses 17 to 19, are that baby Isaac and his son Jacob, who both inherited the promises of God and both worshipped him until their life's end. The next hero is Joseph, who trusted God so much, he made plans for his body to be buried in Israel, even though he died in Egypt knowing God would bring his people back to the land he promised them. The final hero is Moses, who led the people of Egypt out of Egypt 
into God's promised land, knowing that he would never survive without God's help. It's a rapid-fire list, but there are two things that we need to recognize about these heroes listed. The first is that these heroes didn't have superpowers. In fact, they were deeply flawed. Twice Abraham tried to get others to marry his beautiful wife Sarah by pretending she was just his cousin, so the kings he traveled past wouldn't hurt him. Sarah is also a strange example of faith because when she heard God had promised her a son, she laughed. Admittedly, she was super old at the time, but she doubted God all the same. Sarah wasn't perfect either. Isaac and Jacob were also dodgy characters. Isaac played favorites with his kids, and Jacob was a swindler and stole his brother's inheritance from him. Joseph was an up-himself favorite child who thought he was better than everyone else, and Moses was a murderer who spent a lot of his life running away from God rather than living for him. None of these people were perfect, but the incredibly encouraging thing about the Bible is that the people we meet in its pages are real, authentic people with real struggles who went through life as we do. When Hebrews 11 encourages us to live like these heroes, it doesn't expect us to be superheroes. Instead, what all these people have in common is that at one point God reached out to them and spoke into their lives. And at one point, all of these people said yes to God. This brings us to the second point, and that's that these people caught God's vision for their lives. They trusted he had something greater in mind. They were living for a better country. Verses 13 to 16 come in the middle of this chapter, but they follow a Hebrew tradition of often putting the main point in the middle of a piece rather than at the end. Right in the middle of a passage is a nugget of wisdom. Verses 13 to 16. All these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance. And they admitted that they were aliens and strangers on earth. People who say such things show they are looking for a country of their own. If they had been thinking of the country they had left, they would have had opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. What we learn here is that these regular people trusted in a supernatural God. So often when we think of Hall of Famers in any sport, we think of unmatchable people who achieved superhuman things. But these people are heroes of faith because they didn't see what they lived for, because they were living for something that was out of this world. The two things all he heroes of the faith have in common here are that they lived in hope that the God they loved would bring about their redemption, and they died never having heard about Jesus, the one they were expecting. Here Hebrews helps us recognize what a privileged position we are in. Whereas the heroes of the Old Testament long to know Jesus, we can know him. We can read our Bibles to hear more of Jesus' story. We can come to church and remember all Jesus has done for us. We can come to Jesus and talk to him in prayer, knowing that we are citizens of his country when we entrust our lives to him. It's as if these heroes of the faith were the visionaries who imagined that one day there would be a place called Disney World. Walt Disney himself invested his life and faith in Disney World, but he died five years before it opened in 1971. Hebrews is reminding us that J Jesus ushered in the kingdom of God. 
In Jesus, the kingdom of God invaded earth and followers of Jesus are citizens of a country that our predecessors could only imagine. Friends, this world we live in might be our earthly address, but Jesus tells us that the best is yet to come. Moses grew up in a palace, and as the adopted son of the king's daughter, he was entitled to all the wealth of Egypt. But verse 26 tells us that he regarded disgrace for Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt. At the beginning of Jesus' earthly ministry, he was taken up by Satan to a high place and shown all the kingdoms of this world and told that he could have it all. But Jesus wasn't living for this world. He knew another world which offers much more than anything we could ask or imagine. Jesus turned down all the kingdoms of this world and established a kingdom which giants like Abraham, Sarah, Joseph and Moses could only dream about. A kingdom which we as members of this church are part of and which we represent. Now it sounds really corny, but faith that God would send a saviour and allegiance to King Jesus is what makes the people in Hebrews 11 heroes of faith. So how can we learn from the heroes of faith and be part of Team Jesus too? Raymond Brown identifies five aspects of what sort of faith God wants us to have. Number one, firstly, these heroes had a responsive faith. They heard God's word and they responded. God told Abraham to leave his homeland and he did. God told Moses to lead his people out of slavery and into the promised land and he did. In this church, there are heroes of faith who have heard God's call to either move to Dolby in faithfulness to God or who have stayed here because of their trust in God. If we are to have a responsive faith, we need to be reading God's word and talking to God daily, open and ready to apply God's words to our lives. Secondly, belonging to Team Jesus means having a sacrificial faith. God promised Abraham a son, then gave him a son, then told him to sacrifice his son. Now God never intended to take Isaac's life, and Abraham knew that God could bring his son back to life. But this would have been agonizing news all the same. Abraham showed God and the world through his story that he trusted God above all else and went to sacrifice his son and at the last minute a ram appeared for the sacrifice and Isaac's life was saved. This event foreshadows the fact that God the Father was prepared to give his son and Jesus himself was prepared to offer up his life for us. There are heroes in this church who regularly sacrifice their time, their money and possessions and their energy to make this church a better place. Thirdly, God calls us to have courageous faith. Sarah is probably the best example of this, as when she was well past childbearing age, she conceived and had a baby. She hadn't had a baby before, and though she wasn't in her prime, she trusted God and raised her son as best she could. At St. John's, we have heroes who come to church when those around them tell them not to. At, church, at this church, we have people who face cancer, unemployment, conflict, and all of life's hardships with a confidence that shows the world who they trust and how much they trust him. Number four, fourth, persistent faith. When it says in verse 21 that Jacob worshipped as he leaned on his staff, it shows us that Jacob was dying, but he faithfully leaned on God and worshipped him. Many of God's promises didn't come to fulfillment in Jacob's lifetime, but he kept worshipping God even when his health ebbed away from him. 
There are heroes in our church who have worshipped God faithfully and persistently for 30, 60, 80 plus years. They've been through the lowest of lows, financial troubles, public humiliation, losing loved ones, and their persistent faith has got them through. The final quality we see in these heroes is dependent faith. Such people believe in a God who not only keeps his promises, but also works miracles. Joseph was thrown by his jealous brothers into a pit, sold into slavery, and just as those things, as things got better for him, he was thrown into jail. Despite this, Joseph chose to depend on God, and God came through for him. Here at church, we have people who have a lot going for them, who refuse to depend on these things and depend on God instead. And we have people who have very little going for them and choose to trust God rather than pity themselves. A dependent faith trusts that what is impossible for us is possible with God. And when every force in the world is dragging us away from God, dependent faith leans into him. One of the greatest moments in Australian sport was the women's 400 metres at the Sydney Olympic Games. In the blocks, a young woman from Mackay had the hopes and dreams, not just of herself, but of her people and her nation riding on her skinny shoulders. The pressure was immense, but behind the blocks, Kathy Freeman had visualised the race. And she just said to herself, do what you know. Do what you know. Kathy put her faith in her training her achievements, and her ability. The result was headline news. Friends, it's hard to believe, but we are part of an even bigger victory. On the cross, Jesus defeated sin and death, and our faith in God's goodness, his reliability, and his plans for this world should be unwavering. God has been good, he is good, and in Christ the best is yet to come. As we walk in the footsteps of the heroes of faith, let us recognize our call to be heroes of faith for the sake of the world and for the glory of God. May we be sure, may we be sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. May we live as citizens of a better country, of God's country, and may we represent Team Jesus here in Dolby and beyond. Amen.